Cuphead and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here on a Tuesday. Hope you're all doing well. I am doing well. Sit here. I've just got nothing to do until Thursday, my Thursday game, and then that'll be it for the, until the show's over. I've told you that before. Sit here doing lines and such and thinking about something. But first off, I want to hand it over to Larry Hamilton to follow me and die. He sent me a voicemail about my show about playing the pre-gens at a con. Go ahead, Larry. Hey, Glenn. This is Larry with Follow Me and Die. Just listen to your episode about playing what you're given for a pre-gen at a convention. Um, I try to do that myself, and as a game master, I did up some pre-gens for a Gamma World first edition game I ran at GaryCon this past spring, and I had a table full. We had ten around the table, and everybody got into the little backstory I gave their character and put their own spin on it, and it was just awesome the way everybody got into that, and they modified you know, I was cool for them to do whatever they wanted with their characters. I just gave them a little, pair, you know, couple lines of backstory to kind of help them understand. And, you know, like you said, with the game you played, uh, the different agendas, and it was awesome. So, uh, thanks for the show, and uh, talk to you later. Thank you very much, Larry. Yeah, I, I'm. you did Gamma World? I'm impressed. The reason I'm impressed because I used to play Gamma World and I now play Mutant Future, which is very, very similar. And trying to think up, I actually wrote Dan Proctor on this, uh, who published Mutant Future, because it's like, are there any, are there any books out there with pre-gens for Mutant Future? Because trying to come up with pre-gens for a post-apocalyptic game, especially when Practically everybody wants to either play a mutant, mutant animal, mutant plant, or a robot. It's hard to come up with with pregens for that. Pure straight humans, no problem. But you know, what are you going to do? You're just going to sort of just run run through it and roll them, and there's no place for it to pick. So basically, I guess you do have to do it. But I guess once you do it, you ha- you've done it once, so you don't have to do it again. But I, I salute you, sir, for doing that at a convention with the pregens, and thank you for calling. My mind has wandered to monsters, and I'm thinking of original monsters. One of the things I like about the book, The Tome of Adventure Design, for some reason for me, it's really a good monster maker. I know there's others out there, like random esoteric creature generators and things like that. But for some reason, if I roll on those charts in the Tome of Adventure design, I just come up, I've come up with two monsters so far already, and it's just, it's great. Now, translating them into game stats is another question, another problem, because I'm not real good at coming up with stats for monsters. I think I may have been intimidated by it by... Well, I started in first edition AD&D, and they give a lot of stats for everyone. There's, I counted. I, I went through the 1E monster manual, and I counted like 16 stats for each monster. And I'm thinking, that's way too much. But when I got back into the basic, 
I'm going, oh, okay, I don't need all that stuff. It's nice to have, but I can, the stuff I don't need, I can wing, which is nice. You know, how many in lair, what kind of treasure they have, that kind of thing. That is no problem right there. So, I decided to boil it down. If I was writing up monsters for, say, a monster book, how would I do it? Well, first of all, I'd probably do it the basic way, BX or whatever, because it's it's just simpler. I look through BX, I look through the Rules Cyclopedia, I look through BX Essentials, and it's basically the same. BX Essentials gets a little more elaborate, but they do give you an out there. Because they do stuff like full saves for every monster, all five saves. And I don't want to do that. But they give you an out by putting some another another way of doing it in there, which I will explain. Okay, I figured out how I want to write a monster. First of all, the name, of course. The These are the stats I want to do for a monster. AC, hit dice, movement, number of attacks, damage per attack, save as, and special. Attacks, defenses, whatever. And if it gets too involved... Well, if I'm writing this for, say, a monster book, I will try and condense that as much as possible. If I'm just writing it for me for a game, special special attacks and defenses, I will just either write a short, a short bullet point or two, or just write C book if it gets too involved. So I decided to do it that way. Let's go over these. Your armor class. Now, I am of the opinion that I should put both ascending and descending armor class just like Frog God does because it's just more versatile that way. And let's see. Hit dice. Hit dice. Yes, I would put the hit dice down and I would also, if I could, give an average hit points. Give average hit points. That's no problem with me because you know a lot of times I take average hit points if I'm in a hurry. But I learned to put down hit dice. And it's important because I learned in my Astonishing Swordsman game that there are characters who are magic users who like to use stuff like sleep or for the cleric's turning ability. you got to figure out how many hit dice of monsters they, they turn. So that's a good, good to have. A movement uh, goes without saying. I could put movement average or leave it blank just saying, okay, the average movement is like 40 feet. Well, we'll get into averages in a minute. But, yeah, you put down the move. Number of attacks, usually one. I may note what kind of attack. If it's a monster I'm familiar with, it goes without saying. I know how they'll attack. If they have three attacks, like a claw, claw, bite, I'll just put three. And in parentheses, I'll put CCB. The damage for each attack, okay? The same. I just put the damage. I don't put as per weapon or something like that, because to me, like I said, that goes without saying. I'm talking about how I run it, write it at a table. This, all this stuff I'd probably have to write out if I was publishing this in a book. And here, save as. That's why I said the BX Essentials gets into full saves. Well, that's well and good, but I'd rather save, I'd rather save space and a headache just to put save as, which they do at the end. They give you the full five saves for each monster, and then in parentheses, it'll say like F3. So it saves as a third-level fighter or something like that, or a second-level thief. Mostly fighter, but anyway. And then the special attacks, defenses. I already told you about that, how I want to do it. Now, you know me as Mr. Benchmark. 
I like to have benchmarks for NPCs and things. I'd also like to have benchmarks for monsters, but that's a lot harder to do. The reason I say it is because monsters can vary so wildly, it's unbelievable. So, if I'm writing up a monster, I could have a series of benchmarks. In fact, I would have a series of benchmarks. See, I don't use challenge. You know I don't use challenge levels and all that kind of BS. But I would like to get some kind of standing on how dangerous they are. So, I usually go by hit dice. And I would come up with a benchmark for for monsters of a certain either hit die or level. And I know there's good charts out there. They're monsters by hit dice. Several products have them. I just got to find the right one. But if I want to do it by level, say this is the benchmark for a monster for levels 1 to 3 and 1 for 4 to 6, 7 to 9. That's another way to do it. Hit dice, you re- hit dice versus levels, you really can't go wrong as far as I'm concerned. Because you can... You can take the average level of the party, add them all up, and that's how many levels, and that's how many hit dice of monsters you do. If you've got special abilities and stuff, you can fudge it one way or another. You can give them another hit die worth a creature, or bump up the hit dice on the creatures you have, things like that. That's where the special abilities come in. I believe Frank Menser tried to iron that out in the Rules Cyclopedia. It just got a little complicated the way he was doing it. Whenever something comes down to a formula, I go, hmm, unless you give me all the pieces of the formula right up front, I don't want to deal with it. So I go hit dice versus versus party level and adjust accordingly depending on what kind of abilities they have because i got you got to be aware of the spe- you really got to be aware of the special abilities unfortunately because there's a lot of monsters out there that just won't sit there and whack on you until you or he di- or he dies so you've got to be aware and adjust it accordingly i know there's challenge ratings challenge levels and all this i just don't like dealing with it hit dice versus level works for me and i would recommend it to anybody so, that's pretty much how I'm going to stat block my monsters. And if you have another way of doing it, or you want to tell me I'm full of it, or anything like that, you can always drop me a voicemail here at, over at Anchor, or you can give me an email at oldmangrognar@gmail.com. And we are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you can help support this program, and I'd appreciate it. So, I'm going to start my day. And until I see you folks again, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.